Hey everybody, it's Shaman Sister Sin, and you're listening to the Meditations and More podcast brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, Little Shaman. Today I wanted to talk to you about myths regarding narcissism. There are quite a few things about pathological narcissism that people believe which are incorrect, and some of them are sort of damaging or cause a lot of problems, so I wanted to address some of those on the show today. Number one, narcissists have no emotions. This is a big one. I hear this all the time. Many people believe that narcissists have no emotions, and if someone displays emotions, then they aren't a narcissist. This is just not true. Narcissists definitely have emotions, and in fact, they are ruled by these emotions. They may be in denial of them, but they have huge influence over the way that narcissists think and behave. That's one of the reasons their behavior is what it is. It's all reactive, and they're reacting to their emotions. Narcissists often have no empathy, but having no empathy doesn't equal having no emotions. This is not the same thing. It equals having no understanding of other people's emotions, and it's much more complicated than just that. This is one of the biggest myths or misunderstandings regarding narcissism that exists probably. Not only is it true that narcissists actually do have emotions, but they operate as if these emotions are facts. That's why you can't talk them out of something they feel is true. If they feel it, it must be real. If they feel you are cheating, if they feel you are lying, if they feel you are tricking them, if they feel you are manipulating them, that you're abusive, that you're fake, that you're hateful, that you're jealous, envious, out to get them, then you are. It doesn't matter what reality actually shows them. Any proof to the contrary doesn't matter either. If they feel it, it must be true. This is one of the areas where you can tell the pathologically narcissistic people from those who just have traits or are just like a stubborn person. A person who is just stubborn can still see reality. They can be swayed by proof. Their opinions, thoughts, and behavior can be adapted to fit the reality of the situation. They're able to recognize that they were wrong or mistaken. You don't see that with pathologically narcissistic people. They will continue to insist and believe that they are right or correct based only on their feelings, even in the face of total failure or overwhelming proof that they're wrong. This is one of the ways you can tell that you might be dealing with a pathologically narcissistic person. Their only proof is feelings. Now, we all get feelings sometimes that something's wrong or that something might have happened, but if we investigate the situation and we find no evidence to support that, we will usually accept that we were mistaken. Pathologically narcissistic people don't do that. For example, let's say that a narcissist believes someone has stolen from them. They have no reason to believe that, just their feelings. If they investigate the situation and find absolutely no proof of anything, however, this does not change their mind. They will continue to believe it based only on their feelings. They will continue to accuse, punish, and attack the person even though the person has done nothing wrong. As we can see, not only do narcissists have feelings, those feelings are a central part of what makes them the way that they are. Number two, narcissists never apologize. This is one of the more frustrating myths about narcissism. We hear it all the time. Narcissists will never apologize. That's incorrect. Many narcissists apologize. It happens all the time, actually. Belief in this myth can confuse people terribly because they may believe that if someone apologizes, they can't be a narcissist, and that's not true. It would be more accurate to say that most narcissists don't know what remorse is. 
They often confuse it with shame, and when they display shame, many of their victims confuse shame with remorse too. Many people believe that if someone feels shame, they must be sorry. Don't confuse shame for the self with shame for actions because they're not the same. Narcissistic people often have deep-seated pathological shame about who they are as a person, and it has nothing to do with anything they've done. A non-narcissistic person who cheats on their spouse, for example, may feel shame for being the kind of person who cheats as well as remorse for hurting their spouse with their behavior. A pathologically narcissistic person only feels shame because they have been discovered doing something wrong. Remember, to a narcissist, imperfect people are worthless. That includes themselves. This belief triggers pathological feelings of self-hatred and reflexive shame anytime they are caught or believe they've been caught doing something wrong. It has nothing to do with being sorry. Many times that self-hatred and reflexive shame are expressed as rage against the person they hurt because this is the person who has discovered and exposed the wrong behavior. It may also come out as gaslighting and other types of overt manipulation in an attempt to deny the wrong and by extension, the shame and the self-hatred attached to that wrong. None of this is about the narcissist's perception of their own behavior as wrong. It's about other people's perception of the behavior, such as, that's wrong. Their resulting perception of the narcissist for engaging in this behavior, like, you are wrong for doing that, and the narcissist's reliance on other people's perception of them to validate their worth. So that's wrong, and you are wrong for doing that, becomes, I'm worthless because I'm not seen as perfect. It's also important to remember that many times, the narcissistic person's apology is just a manipulation. They know what needs to be said to get what they want, and then they say it. That's why the apology often only comes when they want something. Let's say you've been arguing with your narcissistic parent for hours and you finally say, okay, I've had enough of being blamed for all this craziness, I'm leaving. If they don't want you to leave, they may suddenly begin apologizing. Or maybe they don't care that you're gone until your sibling no longer speaks to them either. Then suddenly they want to apologize simply because there's no other way to get you to do what they want you to do. Narcissists often do apologize and it's a mischaracterization to say that they don't. Whether they're actually sorry is a different story. Number four, narcissists are always or mostly male. This is a very damaging myth. Historically, statistics have overwhelmingly colored narcissists as male, with some reporting up to 75% of narcissists as being male. I myself have not encountered this. I have met just as many female narcissists as I have males. Should we believe these statistics? It's hard to say. Statistics are not real life. It is perhaps similar to statistics regarding borderline personality disorder specifically. Borderline personality disorder is considered to affect females by an overwhelming majority. This is absolutely not true. Some theories suggest that part of the reason for this skewing of statistics regarding BPD is the idea that women with BPD often end up in the doctor's office where they can be diagnosed, whereas men with BPD often end up in prison. Now, part of this is cultural, because if a woman begins screaming and breaking things or assaults her husband, her family may feel that she needs help because she's having a breakdown or because things are not right and may push her to seek help rather than call the police or something like that. If a man begins screaming or breaking things or assaulting his wife, his family may call the police. 
Both of these things are examples of borderline rage, but they may be dealt with differently by spouses and family, and it may depend on the gender of the person acting out. Fair or unfair, this is the way that it is. Now, this is not to say that borderline men never seek help and borderline women never end up in prison, of course. It's just a general example of some reason why the statistics may be skewed the way that they are. Another part of the problem could be that the way men and women act out can be different. Women may scream and cry and go into hysterical fits of rage or threaten suicide, but never actually physically hurt anybody, whereas men may be more prone to react with physical violence towards other people. Because this is a seemingly different behavior, the man is perhaps not recognized as suffering from BPD. It's a multifaceted situation colored by a lot of things, and general narcissism statistics are probably pretty much the same. Because women don't always behave in the ways that are historically and culturally associated with pathological narcissism in men, it may be that the disorder is not recognized, and this causes the statistics to be skewed. The important thing to remember is that narcissism doesn't play favorites. It doesn't care about gender. It affects people of any and every gender, race, age, ethnicity, sexuality, and relationship. Getting hung up on these things here is trivial and it's distracting. It misses the point completely, and the point is about learning to recognize narcissists. It's about recovering from narcissistic abuse or surviving it when you are in it. And just for the record, I do not believe that most narcissists are male. I think it's about 50-50, to be perfectly honest with you. I haven't seen anything that makes me believe any gender is more prone to narcissism. To me, it looks like it's an equal opportunity situation. Number four, narcissists always cheat. This is something we hear continuously, but the truth is not all narcissists are unfaithful in relationships. Many are, but they aren't all. Just like any other type of person, narcissists are individuals and they're all different. Some may never be unfaithful and others couldn't be faithful if they tried. Like anyone else, it has to do with what kind of personality they have. There are those narcissistic people who try to use their body or looks and sex to get attention, and there are those who try to use victimhood, intelligence, achievement. It's down to the kind of person they are, and it's down to what works for them. All narcissists use other people to prop up their own self-worth, but they don't all do it the same way. This is important to remember because when assessing someone for narcissistic qualities, the motive is often more important than the behavior. Many people cheat, and they are not all narcissists. Just because someone cheats, that doesn't mean they are narcissistic. And more importantly, just because someone doesn't cheat, it doesn't mean they're not a narcissist. There are many narcissists who become involved in these fatal attraction type relationships where they won't even look at another person. And that doesn't mean they're not a narcissist. When information about narcissists focus too much on something like cheating or some other behavior, people who are dealing with a narcissist that doesn't do those things can be confused or may feel like the information is not helpful to them because the narcissist in their life doesn't behave that way. Number five, narcissists are always mean. Though it can be hard to remember when you are stuck in a devaluation cycle with a pathologically narcissistic person, narcissistic people are not always mean and horrible. On the contrary, they can be amazing. No one is more compelling than a narcissist who is intent on winning someone over. And though they are mostly focused on getting their own needs met and they view relationships as transactional, they're still human beings and they can certainly have good days where they're fun to be around, they do nice things for other people, and in general are okay. 
This is really the most dangerous thing about narcissists. They aren't always mean, and because of that, it can be easy to simply push the abusive behavior aside when it's not happening. It's too easy to write that behavior off as abnormal or an aberration of character. In fact, it isn't. It's just the cycle of the situation. Just because someone is nice sometimes, this doesn't mean they aren't abusive or narcissistic. It means they're nice sometimes. Ted Bundy was nice sometimes. Number six, narcissists are always arrogant, vain, conceited, braggadocious, etc. This may be the most dangerous myth about narcissists that there is. It's true that some narcissistic people present themselves this way. However, many do not. There are narcissists that come off as insecure and needy, as helpless victims. There are narcissists that come off as benevolent peaceniks, as generous benefactors, as intellectual superiors. There are narcissists that come off as heroes, as martyrs. They are the farthest thing from the stereotypical idea of a narcissist that it's possible to be, yet they are still narcissists. This is a dangerous myth because it causes people to be unable to recognize narcissists that don't behave the way people believe they are supposed to behave. Covert narcissists are able to do a lot of damage exactly because they don't come across as arrogant or domineering. They don't brag. They're not vain. They're not conceited. They often control through neediness and helplessness or through the use of guilt and favors. There are some that control through intellectual browbeating, couching their domination as benevolently doing what's best for the victim who is portrayed as too stupid or incompetent to take care of themselves. Once again, it is not the behavior that makes someone a narcissist. It's the motivation behind the behavior and it is a pattern of this motivation. So there you have it. I wanted to clear up some of these things because they can really result in a lot of confusion for people. People might believe that if every box is not checked, they're not dealing with a narcissistic person, even though they could be. We have to remember that narcissists are individuals and the expressions of a disordered personality are not like the results of a recipe. If you put the same ingredients into something the same way, you'll always get the same result. You'll always get a cake. You'll always get cookies. It's not like that with people. People have different personalities, different experiences, different traits. They may have the same core features or motivations, but they aren't always going to show these things the same way. Not everyone checks every box. That doesn't mean they're not a narcissist. I hope this clears a few things up for you. As always, I look forward to your comments, questions, and suggestions, so please keep those coming. I take appointments online and over the phone, so if you're interested in speaking with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can visit littleshaman.org and click the book and appointment tab to go ahead and do that. You've been listening to the meditations and more podcasts brought to you by littleshaman.org. That's me, the Little Shaman. May the Great Spirit bless you and have a wonderful day.